Welcome to the Uncle Jew House Podcast. I'm Uncle Jew. And I got something to say. This morning I woke up at 6.37 o'clock. Thinking to myself, how do I address the situations that's going on? How do I address it? to my children? How do I talk to my sons? How do I talk to with, with my daughters? I have three boys, three girls. How do, do I get them to understand why there's so much destruction going on in the United States right now? How do I talk to my Caucasian friends or to my Caucasian co-workers without it sounding or me being frustrated of what they say or what they believe is going on. How do you discuss it, especially as a black man? And as I sat just thinking I started to go ahead and pray and go, God, just give me something so I can go ahead and talk about what is really going on. Something that will shed light to the situation. And when he started, when I started praying and I started just to ask, what can I actually do? How can I help? How can I make these changes? The first thing that came to my mind was, was fear not. A lot of people could go ahead and and quote Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. They quote Malcolm X. People who were on the front line trying to make a change. And who died trying to get changes made. One of the biggest quotes that I uh, that uh, that I read and that I heard from Malcolm X was, and I'm not gonna quote everything that he said, but it basically went as, if you want peace in this world, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to die for it. You're gonna have to die for peace for African Americans to want peace, want things to change. They're gonna have to die. And honestly, as a black African-American man who has dealt with racism in the system, who dealt with police, just harassment, police harassment, who's dealt with just somebody just walking up down the street saying, hey, nigger, come here. And I'm 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 young. I'm going to tell you, I'm young. I'm only 34. And for me to be. 34 and still understand and know and see the racism. And I grew up in a hood where stories were told of how white officers stopped them in a traffic stop and snatched them out the car. And just because they wanted to run your name 
And then when nothing came up, they give you a bullcrap charge saying that you are you are under the influence or you have drugs in your car or you fit the description of someone else and we need to take you in for questioning. Those type of things is the things that African-Americans have to go through every single day of their life. African-American men. Being racially profiled because they fit the description of a white person saying that it was a black man, six foot tall, 200 pounds. Well, there's a lot of African-American men that's six foot tall, dark skin, light skin, brown eyes, bushy hair, short hair. That fit that type of description, but because you're at the right, you're headed somewhere. Now you're at the wrong place at the wrong time. And honestly, is it's tiring. And to go on social media, to go and look at the news. Just to check and see the weather, just to check and see what's going on in the world and what's actually happening. Especially through a time like this in a pandemic. To see a white officer with his knee. And an African-American man's neck and a man sitting there crying. I can't breathe. I want my mama. How heartbreaking it is to see something like that. To also see just cruel police brutality that has happened and that has been going on for the longest. The difference is, is that in 1999, in 1990s, you didn't have that. In the 1980s, you didn't have the type of technology that we had. The 1970s, the 1960s, you didn't have this type of technology. All you had was a bunch of people who were telling you, hey, this is what happened. You had the Rodney King riots. You had all these riots, all these all these protests that has happened. And nobody has actually spoke up and said things need to change. And here's my input on that. I believe things haven't changed because we're, we're living in a, in a world where the races, polit, there's racist politicians. You see some of them, some of the governors, some of the mayors actually stepping in and saying, hey, look, I'm, I feel sorry for what's going on. But when you got a crooked president that just is one minute, the white supremacy, the mega is good people, even though they're they're all a bunch of folks that believe that African-Americans don't belong in the United States and we should go home or we should die. We should be put in jail. We should be put in cages. And then you have him basically saying he'd rather a white person punch a black person in the face at one of his presidential campaigns 
before he became a president, a man that do not do not um, respect women. He don't respect people with disabilities. And for us to go ahead and say, oh, these things have just came out of nowhere. No, this has been here for a black man, for a black woman. This has been here. I'm tired of it. I ain't angry. I'm pissed. Now, the destruction of businesses and everything else. Do I agree with that? I do. And then I don't. I do because. I understand where these people are coming from, where these people, where folks are so frustrated. Here in Seattle, we had a riot. There was a riot that happened and what was targeted was stores that were from these rich companies who do nothing besides take their money from everybody and they claim that they're doing things for for the communities all around the world, but they, I, I don't see it. And when you don't see that type of stuff and you don't hear what they're doing until after their stores have been destroyed. Then you start to realize that, hey, these guys is full of crap. Now, all of a sudden, you want to start to step in and say something. But you're not standing up and st- saying anything as far as the injustice that African-Americans has had over for over 400 years. How we was told to go into how we were forced to come up into the United States, how we were forced into slavery and we couldn't get out. And then you killed a president that signed a, 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 the the proclamation of de- uh, the declaration of pro- uh, proclamation uh, for the independence of African American to go ahead and get up out of the uh, get out uh, get out of being a slave, and you killed him, shot him in the head while he went into a movie theater, all because you didn't believe that we should be free. You held us in here. In the United States, we we invented things. We we basically built this country. The only reason why it was built, this country was built, was on the backs of African American slaves, African Americans who went through slavery for four hundred, three hundred years, and you did nothing. Didn't give them nothing. You want to go ahead and talk about everything? Let's talk about the Black Wall Street. How you destroyed that because you didn't you didn't want African Americans to be great. We were making our own money. We were doing our own thing, and you destroyed it. Let's talk about the African American community that is now called the Central Park. That was burned down, destroyed, and now is just a super major, major thing that's in New York. Let's talk about the communities that you have destroyed time and time again with your drugs that you brought into our community. 
and destroyed us by taking the destroyed destroyed people's lives by taking their fathers out of their houses and throwing them in prison, putting them in jail for life. Now all of a sudden you have marijuana that's legal and you still got folks that were selling uh, that sold marijuana 20 years ago that is still in jail. And you want to say that this is it's fair. The system is crooked. The system is for African-Americans to fail. You go ahead and read the, the, the amendments. United States amendments. And, and I watched the documentary and it was, I want to say it's called the 13th Amendment or 13th, which they talked about the the amendment, this amendment, which was an under aligning amendment to actually keep African-Americans down. It was one of those amendments that would ultimately give them the OK. To throw us in prison. Even for just a minor thing. My question is, if a African-American cop was to put his knee down in the neck of a white man, what do you think is going to happen to the African-American man? It wouldn't be third degree murder that he's being charged with. It wouldn't be a bill set at $500,000. You have all these police forces, but they don't pull or they do. They are not protecting African-American men. You have African-American chiefs that are not being checked on or not being, they're not getting, they're not getting protected. And for everybody to go ahead and say that they're being protected, for them to go ahead and say that, oh yeah, the, the everything, this isn't the, the protocol and this and that. Let me tell you, I know for a fact that the African-American people uh, that are officers of the law, I, I, I know for a fact that they're not being protected. Because the moment something goes down that they did or a crime that they did, they're going to be thrown under the uh, jail. And the reason why I say that is because they are not white. So talk to me. Tell me I'm wrong. I just want to know how do I go ahead and tell my kids and explain to them that there are right ways to do things and there are wrong ways to do things. Because either way it goes, there, it, it, there's no right and wrong. It's always just wrong. My dad always told me that I walk when I walk out the house, I already have two strikes on me. One, because I'm a black man. And the second is because I'm a man. And I never understood it. I never understood it because I didn't have to deal with it. Up until the point where I had to deal with it. One of the biggest things that uh, biggest things that I would never forget 
is at in the in sixth grade, a teacher of mine had all the African Americans sit in the back of the class, had all the white Caucasian kids in the front class, the front of the class, had the Asians in the middle of the class. And when questioned about it, she said, I only want to teach the ones that want to learn. And I said, well, I really want to learn. Can I move my chair? And she said, you don't want to learn because you weren't taught how to learn. You was taught to sit in the back. When you say something to me like that, at the time I was bad as hell. And yeah, I, I reacted in a way that I needed to react. And I threw a chair at her. I missed, but I threw it. At 12 years old, why should I be learning and knowing this type of stuff as, a, a, as an African-American man, a kid, just growing up, trying to learn? I have a son, and my son ended up going to school one day, and the teacher put all of the kids, all the African-American kids, and time out. And all the white kids, they were doing the same thing that the African-American kids was doing. She let them stay in the line. But all the African-American boys had to go to, was not allowed to go to recess. And my son gets in trouble because of his mouth, because I taught him how to be actually outspoken. I gave him a voice because that was something that as an African-American boy, I didn't have. If you remember in the 90s and 80s, things like that, you weren't allowed to actually have a voice. You was only allowed to say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And do it as I say and not as I do. So I decided to say, you know what? I have to change this narrative and allow my kids to have a voice. And I gave my son a voice and my son ended up calling this teacher a racist. He was ultimately sent to the office and they tried to suspend him. Me and my wife actually got the phone call and the teacher was distraught, crying because my son called him a race, called him, a, called her a racist. When he went and came home, I asked him what was going on. He explained to me what happened. And he said, I know what race is. I know that I'm black. I know that I, that the white kids was in the front of the line and they was getting getting being able to go to the go to recess. And all the black kids were blamed for the for what the white kids was doing. And we were sat, We had to sit in the classroom and miss recess. That is racist. And the same thing that's going on in the news, the white people is throwing throwing all the 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 anarchists throwing bricks in windows. Yes, you see some African American men doing the same thing. Some African American women are doing the same thing. But it's ultimately these whites these white people that's going ahead. They just want to just destroy whatever they can. And then now all of a sudden it's not a peaceful. Protests has now become a riot. Let me ask you this. What would it be called if everybody had a gun and they walked up into to a downtown in a, a city with the same type of ammo that officers have? What would it be called? A war. But you have some people that's peacefully protesting. 
But now all of a sudden, none of it is a protest. It's all destruction. Why are these places being destroyed? Well, because they ain't standing up with the people and agreeing or even trying to speak on the fact that there is still racism. There's racism even in the NFL, even in basketball, even in all these professional sports, there's racism in it. And so that we are very clear. Yes, there is. And tell me if, if you can tell me that there's not. But when I look at uh, African-American male who stood up and said, I will not stand for the national anthem until things change, he lost his job. He went into free agency and he ultimately lost his job because he has not had anybody had an employer since his last time playing football. A person who was in his peak. And you didn't hear us then. A person who was standing up for his people. And who was willing to take the, the type of hit that he has taken. At the age of 30. Now, all of a sudden, the same thing that he was standing up and sitting down for is the same thing that's going on. And he was trying to stop it then. The lot of the backlash that these these NFL teams had when it came down to him actually playing. Because you have a president that don't give a damn and that goes ahead and says whatever he whatever he wants to say is wrong. So I understand this rage. I understand the destruction. I'm not opposed to it. I don't necessarily think that it's just African-American people doing it. Matter of fact, you you see it on the news, you hear it. I don't even think that the riots start from the people who's protesting. I don't think that they're the ones that starting it. I think that is the cops who are just anxious of something to pop off. And you heard it from Uncle Jew, something to pop off. So now all of a sudden you got folks that are getting ready, uh, ready to kill just another nigga. What was most heartbreaking yesterday that I seen on the news is I seen a nine year old girl get pepper sprayed because she was at a protest. <clears throat> no remorse, no, no, no a card, no nothing. They had to pour milk in her face in order for her to in order for the pepper spray to 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 stop burning her eyes and seeing her scream and she's just trying to be a part of the protest of what's going on that tells you what America's about The white cop didn't even go, I'm sorry. He didn't even flinch. They walked up on him. They asked him about it. They asked him for his badge number. And he ignored them. 
He said nothing. We are people. If you was to ask me right now, am I mad? As a black man, no, I'm not mad. I'm angry as hell. I believe that over a million African-American people are angry right now. And I believe that things need to change. And they need to change now. They need to change fast. I do got something to say to our African-American people. And that's if you are actually affected and mad about this stuff. And it's time that we all come together and we actually form an alliance and stop killing one another. And peacefully show these people what black excellence is. Not just one individual, not just two individuals. Not just people going ahead and being on social media stating that this is wrong and this is heartbreaking. I watched a clip from from, from Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne basically said that the reason why he's quiet is because what's things going to change if he buys a T-shirt that says R.I.P. or buys this or buys that. And then after a week, nothing happens. What's going to change is that if we go ahead and form an alliance and we actually come together and we actually say, you know what? We're going to just support one another. There's everybody else supporting each other is supporting their culture or supporting their race. We're going to support just us. And show these folks exactly what we can actually form. I guarantee you that they be running towards us, trying to get us to do things and change things. But until we actually do, they'll be wanting to change everything. Look at the peaceful march when they protested while getting on the bus because they kept on making it because of what happened with Rosa Parks and other African-American people. They eventually changed the policy and, and because they realized that African-Americans was the ones that was actually paying their fare and getting on the bus. But you were sending us to the back of the bus because guess what? The front of the bus belongs to whites. We need things that's going to change. And in order to get change, we got to all come together. The gangs got to stop. The shootings and killings of our brothers and sisters got to stop. And we ultimately need to just start doing things the proper way. And not being seen jumping into buildings to steal their merchandise. I understand you may not even it may not be you, but there are some of them. I'm calling out our black leaders and I'm saying, let's come together. Each community. Build an alliance that's more powerful than ever. To actually stop these controlling racist white folks that are keep on trying to that keeps on trying to put us down. My discussion with my sons 
is yeah, obey the law. But don't ever let no man or nobody disrespect you in a way to where it belittles you and it kills who you are as a person. We have died way too long and I'm tired. This is Uncle Jew. You done heard it from me. Step into my house. Peace, love, and happiness.